exactly is Mom's new job? She's an advocate for superheroes. But I thought superheroes were still illegal. Hey, hey, the bus is here! So things haven't spiraled out of control the moment I left? Oh my god. And Jack Jack? Looks normal to me. What the? Num num cooking. You're cooking. Oh my god. Cooking. Wow. Okay. That is freaky. I'll be there ASAP. You better be back ASAP. It's up to us. Hey, little baby, where are your Ladies and gentlemen, I am here with Jameson Smallwood of Culture and Conversations. And I am here with Tyler Shorter of Maddening Myths, and uh, we are going to have a conversation today about Incredibles 2. Incredibles 2. This is Matinee Conversations, where we review the movies. And we are, like he said, on Incredibles 2. What'd you think of it, Jameson? Uh, well, overall, I'm glad that they made the second movie. I was waiting on it. Uh, apparently, it's been 14 years since they came out with yeah. uh, the sequel. I mean, it came out with the first movie, actually. But I was disappointed, man. I really was. There was parts in the movie where I actually passed out and went to sleep. That's just how <laughs> into it I was. Yeah. Man, and I know I know you watched it a little more recently than I did, but I was thinking about it today in, pre- in preparation to this uh, to this chat. And I started hating it more and more. I don't know if I want to call it hating, but I was like, man. I think that's it appropriate. It really isn't that good. No, it's not. It's not. I, I think I think I'm the same way with you. I left out of the theater and I gave it a B, just like a, mm-hmm. a boring B, like not even not even a B plus, right? I gave it a B, like ba- barely barely a B. And by and this time by the conversation, I'm kinda like, yeah, I may give it a C plus, you know. Yeah, I, I know you get with your crazy rankings. I, I was kind of there with you with a B minus, which I think is your B with your little uh, your little ratings you have. So I've adjusted it with you. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> you you adjusted it to be normal. Yeah, to be normal. Yes, <laughs> yes. I, I'm letting the uh, matinee side of the uh, podcast uh, have sway over me. So I was like, that makes no sense <laughs> to give out ratings that don't match what the other person's doing. So. You said and, you uh, know, the rest of society. Yes, yes. So, uh, <laughs> so when I say I gave it a B, I gave it, uh, or I guess I'm giving it a B minus, which is uh, uh, like an eighty. So that, that's where you ended up. Well, that's where I ended up when I left the theater yesterday. Yeah. Now I'm down to like around like a seventy nine, seventy eight. So I'm I'm even lower than you are. I'm at I'm at seventy five, right in the middle of the seat. <laughs> I can I can be persuaded to go lower, man. It was not a good movie. It just wasn't. What 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 didn't you like about it, Tyler? The the whole idea of it. I was thinking about it today. 
I was looking forward to seeing The Incredibles. Okay. Okay. The family. Yeah. I was looking forward to seeing some action. I'd like to see some family dynamics of the, of them actually fighting crime or supervillains or what have you. Mm-hmm. And we didn't get to see hardly any of that. That's true. That's true. I, I think on my, on my notes that I took, man, the one of the first things I wrote down when I was in the theater was that this felt like married with children, plus you know with some you know superpowers sprinkled in. It, right. it it didn't feel like I was watching what I expected to see after the first movie. After the first movie, you kind of see them come back out of hiding. You see them, okay, they figured out this whole midlife crisis thing about being having these superpowers, but you have to, you know, put it all aside because you got family and mm-hmm. the society is legally saying that you can't be a superhero in public anymore. And at the very end of that first movie, you see them fully actualized as a family. The kids are helping fight crime now. They're using their powers for good. They're using their, you know, they're using that side of their identity finally <laughs> as a family, to your point. So you come into the second movie 14 years later, you're thinking to yourself, maybe we're going to see them now, you know, being a squad of. Yeah, working together, kind of a like Fantastic Four or you exactly. know, Avengers or anything like that. Is that, yeah, that's exactly you know what that's Avengers. Funny. That's it, man. I was expecting I was expecting like an Avengers, but with like a family twist to it. Yeah, kind of, kind of like, kind of like Fantastic Four, which you know not everybody is family in there, but uh, you know it was. I was expecting to see a lot of teamwork, a lot of um, bigger bad guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was thinking maybe okay, we got. Super villains that they have to—they have to call on the Incredibles to defeat. Exactly. Not just somebody that's good at computers. <laughs> this is true, Tyler. I think at oh. this point we probably need to give out our spoiler alert. Yes, yeah, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! And uh, just so that you guys know, we're about to talk about the plot points. So plot points. So, might, might want to back up that spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, I think you didn't say too much other than the person with computers, which I think is vague enough that it's not going to throw off people watching the movie. But then again, yeah. it might. So uh, we'll we'll I'll put, put our spoiler alert spot then. <laughs> yeah, we'll. <laughs> if you're listening to this in post production, then uh, <laughs> you should have had a spoiler alert before we started spoiling the movie. So. And that's that's one hundred percent just for me. <laughs> so, dude, uh, I, I have to ask before we get into the meat and potatoes here. Okay. Did, did you, when you were watching the movie theater, did, was there an epilepsy warning? You know, that's a great point, dude. Man, you you totally man, dude. I thought I was the only one who was kind of even aware of that. No, we didn't get an epilepsy warning. They yeah, just started I didn't get one either. And I mean, it was full of it. I mean, if you. Yeah. Dude, I, I'm so glad you brought that point up. So, yeah, that's a good spoiler. Like, if you've got children who may suffer from epilepsy and are, are sensitive to bright flashing patterns and light, mm-hmm. this is not the movie for them to go see. Yeah, not not close at all. And I've heard a bunch of reports about, about people uh, you know being triggered and, and having seizures in, in movie theaters. And I heard that they were supposed to put a warning on there, but... You haven't seen it? No. I didn't see it. No. The only thing I saw in the movie was they had a montage of 
sort of like thank you and hey here's the movie the incredibles from the uh from the actors who did the voices mm-hmm. and they uh yeah they did that but they didn't put any type of a disclaimer up saying hey children who who may suffer from epilepsy and bright flash and suffer seizures from bright flashing lights this is not you know you may want to use discretion watching this movie mm-hmm. so yeah it, it definitely needs one on there i can i can see I mean, they have to put it on every single video game. Exactly. Maybe that's Definitely why a movie like that. You, yeah, take take caution. Yeah, take some caution. Maybe that's why I went to sleep in it, man. Maybe it was actually it was a seizure. <laughs> maybe maybe you had a minor seizure or just knocked you out <laughs> between the margarita, the the lemon pepper wings, <laughs> and the uh, epileptic uh, scenes where they were trying to basically kill everybody's central nervous system. I think that's uh, <laughs> I think that's probably what happened. You were so, overloaded. Yeah. Yeah. So shut down, shut down. So yeah, what? So what didn't you like about it? Let's let's talk a little bit about the meat and potatoes a little bit, man. What what was one of the things that you just hated aside from? I know you said that you wanted to see more development of the of the villains and the powers of the family coming together, you know. But what else didn't you like about it? Well, I might I might be revealing a little too much myself, but. Samuel Jackson is one of my favorite human beings on the planet Earth, <laughs> and <laughs> there was not enough Samuel Jackson for my for my taste. <laughs> this is true. This is true. He had like he had maybe two scenes, real yeah. scenes, uh, the where you heard his voice and you heard his dialogue. He had that scene that we, they showed in the trailer where he was looking for his super suit or whatever. And I don't even well, take that back. I don't even think that made the final cut. Did it? They just I'm not remembering it. Yeah, I don't think it made the final cut. I mean, I take that back. They had you would have thought that scene would have been in the movie, but they kept. They guess they cut it out of out of the trailer uh, to show us more epileptic epileptic seizure uh, <laughs> shots. Uh, if we had to give this podcast a subtitle, it would be uh, seizures. <laughs> so it was. Uh, now, I'll tell you what uh, you know. Personal uh, favoring of of Frozone aside. Probably my biggest complaint is it was, I know it's a kid's movie and Mm -hmm. I'm judging it as a kid's movie, Okay, but it was insanely predictable. Yeah. You know why that was? Because it was the exact same plot as the first movie. You think so? It was a little different, but it was still, oh, it could almost fit in that cookie cutter. Yeah. In the first movie, you had a villain who basically was recruiting Mr. Incredible to come be a superhero. And that was awesome. Like, oh, yeah, great. In this movie, you had an apparent do-gooder who had a sister. Well, here comes a major spoiler. Who had a sister who was basically the villain <laughs> who was recruiting the uh, Mrs. Incredible to come and be a superhero. Yeah, and- when, when you say spoiler, when she was on screen for maybe... Five seconds, I knew she was the villain. Yeah, exactly. There was no question she was the villain. He, he comes out, uh, rainbows and sunshine, and then the polar opposite comes out, dark, well, not clothes, they're animated, but, you know, dark clothing, and has an opposing view to what happened to their backstory where their parents <laughs> were killed, so she had a bone to pick already with superheroes. Exactly. Exactly. And it was so funny because she she said that you know her brother was a child, so he was conflating you know needing superheroes with saving his parents, 
And it was completely hypocritical on her part, which makes her a halfway decent villain, I guess, in her motivations, because she was basically doing the exact same thing. She was conflating not needing superheroes with the death of her parents. So, um, but you're right. It, it totally was given away. And then it didn't help. It didn't help us any to be sus- in suspense when you kept seeing the sort of sneers and like side eyes that, <laughs> that her and her brother kept giving each other. It, it got narrowed down pretty quick that it was either her or her brother. That's what that, I mean. Oh, for, you I, know. I already knew it was her just, just from the vibe I got from her. And, okay. And then, uh, Oh, so the computer or excuse me, the, the villain is a, like a, I guess like a technopath, I guess you, if you, yeah, would, that's a good term. Yeah. My nerdum. Cool. Cool. Uh, where the control, well, I don't say she controlled the computer, but she had a, uh, a grasp, of technology that's kind of supernatural yeah yeah she's... and the villain just happens to have the same thing yeah exactly exactly she okay this movie solved within the first five minutes yeah you know you know where this is going and yeah. um you know i think uh i think that was disappointing i did the villain reveal was way too easy and way mm-hmm. too straightforward and even with the little bit of misdirection they tried to do where they made it appear as if uh you know uh mrs incredible or elastigirl had figured it had figured it out and she had caught the actual villain even when she basically dismasked him you could see that the guy was completely clueless as to what was going on, which gave it you away. You see he was wearing goggles, too, and I already knew, okay, she's controlling his mind because she was controlling other people's minds with video screens anyway. Exactly, exactly. So it just turned into, it, it, just, it was a natural conclusion. Oh, just put him in goggles, and now you can control his mind, too, you know. Can we talk about Elastigirl's thighs? We can talk about it. You know what? Elastigirl's hot, man. She was killing it, man. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't I didn't see. I'm I, I'm glad I don't, I'm not alone. I'm like, man, Elastigirl is like is like thickums, you know. So Holly Hunter does happen to have one of my least favorite voices in Hollywood. Yeah, that's her voice. But sucks. I would put up with it. If <laughs> <laughs> for the for the listeners who haven't seen The Incredibles at all, even one or two. Uh, you know, Mrs. Incredible Elastigirl has an incredible waist to thigh ratio that, uh, <laughs> that I, they were trying to make her look like a, um, like a mom who had picked up weight from the years of, you know, being a mom and having kids. But let's just say that baby weight is in all the right places with Mrs. All Incredible. Right. Of course she is Elastigirl. She can kind of move it around. <laughs> <laughs> she can kind of move it around. <laughs> I- <laughs> getting back on on track a little bit yeah I, I did feel that the the sequel here didn't have the same uh humor as 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 the first one there was not a lot of laugh out loud moments you know that's a great point and and in addition to things that kind of seemed like they were lacking also i want to say that the voice acting was somewhat bad it, 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 and I know this is going to sound weird. Usually when I watch an animated movie where they use great voice actors, it seems like the dialogue and the, and the vocalizations are really crafted well with the animation. And mm-hmm. for this to be a Pixar movie, I didn't feel like the humor was there to your point, And I didn't feel like the voice, I didn't feel like the voices were in sync with what I was actually seeing on the screen in terms of, 
uh, some of the characters' expressions. Now, now I, I'm going to say another thing, and, and this is coming from my wife, not me, so don't don't bash me. Is she felt that they used Elastigirl as the the lead at, uh, for some sort of um, like equal rights feminism it, uh, thing? No, and I was all I was all for that, but like I said, I just don't like Holly Hunter's voice all that much. No, you co- you completely nailed it. Good uh, shout outs to uh, Mrs. Shorter there with that one, man. She uh, she nailed it. I I picked up on that tone kind of later in the movie because I was like, mm-hmm. okay. You know, even when the whole, that's kind of one of the, the subcurrents or the subplots of the movie is that, you know, the, when they picked who they wanted to launch their PR campaign with this company that recruited the, the superheroes, Mr. Incredible was supposed to, he wanted to be out in front, you know, and he didn't get that opportunity because they said that, okay, well, you know, we want to go with Elastigirl because she's, uh, she's going to destroy less stuff in her superheroing than Mr. Incredible would. But it becomes clear that that shifts the dynamic in their family to now where he's the stay-at-home dad and she's the one out making the money being a superhero, working working um, for this company. And that completely sets the plot up to truly be one of these uh, movies where there's a bit of an agenda to show that, to show the woman at woman superhero as being the, I guess, the main protagonist of the movie. Because Mr. Incredible is really not even... To me, he wasn't even a factor in the movie. Yeah, I believe this this whole movie is Elastigirl featuring The Incredibles. <laughs> this is true. This is true. And and don't get me wrong. But starring Jack-Jack. <laughs> you know what? It could... It, it, that's a great point. So we need to rename the movie, right? The Elastigirl with The Incredibles starring Jack-Jack. <laughs> he stole the show, man. He stole the show. He is like Jack. Jack is basically the Incredible Hulk from a, the first Avengers movie. That's basically who he is. With you know, with with all of the cool stuff he can do. Um, but I did, I did, I did think that was a little annoying. I thought they, I thought they could have limited his powers to maybe just transforming, and that would have been cool. But you know, giving him like all the superpowers ever invented. In the history of superpowers, I thought that was a little heavy-handed, a little unnecessary. Oh, I, I got to argue the point on that one. It, it, it was like, all right, you go and go ahead and give the this baby be the most powerful being on the planet. <laughs> this is that, true. That was a great. It, that you could have built a movie right around that instead of instead of all this. Uh, let's bring the heroes back. Let's bring uh, Elastigirl and all that. No, no, let's let's focus on this. Crazy baby having <laughs> limitless powers. This is true. He and uh, more interaction with him and Edna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. That's another great side character who I would have loved to see a little bit more screen time yeah. from. Edna was a good uh, was a good addition to the movie. And the way she was interacting with Jack Jack that that was that was probably the highlight. Well, that was the second highlight of the movie. Yeah. What was the first highlight of the movie? That that scene with Elastigirl on the motorcycle. Ah, uh, that was pretty good. That was awesome. <laughs> she was definitely moving it around, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just the action. <laughs> no, no, no. I know. I know. I just... Uh, but she was. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have totally become sexist, right? We totally... <laughs> the movie was supposed to be sort of anti-sexism and, and more of a feminist liberation kind of thing with uh, the character of Elastigirl. We've totally... 
<laughs> sexualized her down to to just hips and and waist ratio on a motorcycle. Yeah, so I mean, come on. Yeah, but they no, they knew what they're doing. Yeah, this is true. I uh, I did, but I did, but I'll, I will say this though to that pl- that plot point about the feminism aspect. I wasn't bothered by it. I, it, it was a little heavy-handed and noticeable, but I wasn't bothered by it. I thought it, I thought it didn't take a, it didn't take away from the movie. Other than it would have been nice to see Mister Incredible do a little bit more incredible stuff, other than just get kind of you know kind of punched around with the, you know, and then yeah. he you know he he didn't really do much. Like he did a little bit of incredible stuff, but you know he didn't have a lot of he didn't have a lot of value from a superhero standpoint in this movie at all. True. And. One of my one of my favorite characters from the original was just kind of cast aside and forgotten, and that's Dash. I love Dash. He had a great personality. Oh yeah, Dash, the uh, their, their youngest son. You yeah, know. well, Jack Jack's the youngest son. Oh, I'll but... take that back. I'm sorry. The uh, <laughs> but Dash, the middle child. The um, just his personality and everything. I thought I, he was one of my favorite characters from the original. There was like one scene where he was freaking out about the house that was that was great, and then nothing. It's yeah, like yeah, didn't contribute at all. No, no, they kind of neutered him too with his powers. You know, mm-hmm. he kept getting caught by people. I'm like, how are you the fastest yeah. kid in the world, and you keep getting caught by people? Yeah. Um. You know. Uh. Now, what was the? Now, what was the teenage daughter's name? Violet. Violet. Yeah. 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 Violet. That's it. You know, her story was interesting too, her kind of coming of age thing, but I felt like we had already seen that in the first movie. I felt like she went from being the sort of emo kid with the hair in front of her face mm-hmm. to her brightening up and quote unquote blossoming as a violet into a more confident, uh, you know, teenager who was more self confident because of, she had come to peace and, and grips with her power and had those experiences fighting with fighting crime with her parents. But you see that they they basically brought that exact same story back into the second movie by erasing her boyfriend's memory. Right. You know, so that, that was kind of, that was, and it was kind of crazy. It was really just like a do over because she ended up falling back in love with him and he fell back in love with her. And the movie kind of ends ends in the exact same place where Mm -hmm. the movie began, uh, you know, with a, a crime scene breaking out and, you know, Violet and, this guy that she's dating or whatever from her high school is on, you know, they're on a date with the with their parents and uh, they have to kind of put him out the car because they don't want him, you know, seeing her true identity. Right. You know, so I, I kind of like that, that subplot, but I, I think they gave it a little too much attention. Okay. You could have just, you know, easily said like, Oh, I wiped this kid's memory. Oh, I'm upset about it. Let's move on. You know, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. You know, it could have just it could it should have just been explained. You know, and instead of it being a situation where she sort of goes through all of these this this drama, you know, this teenage drama. So, um, now I guess things I liked about the movie because I haven't said much I liked, which which we, you would expect if we gave it such a low rating. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, we're we're talking about in the seventies here. I think I did like. I liked, uh, well, let me see. What, what did I like? Well, no, we talked about Elastigirl, that chain, that train scene. That was awesome. Uh, that was a really cool scene. The, um, the motorcycle she was on was awesome. You know, the, yeah, that was cool. 
Yeah, the electric motorcycle. That was cool. I think um, I think it did say something. Maybe I think it did make a little, a little bit more of a cultural point where it talks about the villain's name being Screen Slaver and mm-hmm. how everybody is being hypnotized by what's on the screen. So right. I think that was kind of a kind of a cool point. Um, uh, like that little little tongue in cheek. Yeah, that was cool. That was a good pun. Yeah. And uh, and also, you know, it speaks to the age we're in now, where everybody's on their cell phone or on a computer screen of some kind, a tablet or something. You know, right? Um, you know, I, I like the return of the Incredible Mobile. I thought that was cool. Yeah, Mister Incredible. Just not not enough Frozone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Frozone should be there a lot more too. Yeah, it's just a it's just a babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Now, now I, going going back to the whole Elastigirl being chosen, you had three choices. It was Frozone, Elastigirl, or Mister Incredible. If I was trying to promote, uh, you know, trying to in the plot, they were trying to get heroes back to be legal status. Mm-hmm. I would have to go with Elastigirl too. I mean, you got Incredible. All he does is punch stuff and lift stuff. <laughs> and then you got Frozen. He's going to be leaving puddles everywhere. Yeah, a bunch of frozen ice and slushies everywhere. <laughs> Even though we do like snow cones. Oh, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. <laughs> but Elastigirl is the right choice there. It and she's got it, those hips. And those hips, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, makes a, it made a lot of sense. It made a, it made a lot of sense. But, yeah, the, the, like you said before, they were a little, uh, little heavy-handed there and... and I, you know, obviously, if it's a girl, this is just always going to be the the case, I believe. Uh, at least in the in the foreseeable future, if it's a girl protagonist, which mm-hmm. was the last girl was chosen as being the protagonist, there's going to be a girl antagonist. So it just made it made the whole plot a little more obvious. Ah, uh, that's true. That's true. I would have liked to see her take down. A male villain that would have been cool. I I would love it too, but that's the thing is that nobody writes that. Ah, yeah. And she was, you know, she's obviously very capable of taking down pretty much anybody. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's a part of the movie that if you have a daughter, for instance, and you want to go see the the movie and and you're looking for something to show her, I think that movie definitely appeals to, you know, the sort of you know. uh, girl magic girl power kind of movement mm-hmm. so i would i would say that is a positive of the movie i know you have a daughter so you know um your daughter tyler would have uh, would, i'm sure she got a lot out of that seeing uh last girl doing all that amazing stuff taking down these villains but uh you know to your original point it, it would be nice to see a little bit more creative and open-minded thinking when you choose a villain if you're going to make go through the trouble of having a, a woman as a protagonist then you need to go through the trouble of being a little bit more flexible on who your villain is. You don't need to necessarily make the villain a woman. That you can make yeah. that you can make the villain anybody. You could just make it a monster, you know, or something like that. I don't yeah, know. it could have been some sort of abomination or something, some sort of you know giant creature or something. She could have took down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That still sends the same message that you know women are awesome. So, you know, so I think that's uh, a message I can get behind. Yeah, yeah. I think we I think we both love women. You know, on yeah. on. Uh, in all their in all their different activities and and opportunities in life and in culture, so nobody's a, nobody's hating on women. So, um, so yeah, man. Uh, so you gave it a seventy. You said you gave it a seventy-five, and yeah, right uh, in the meat of the sea. Yeah, you know now that you know now that we've had this conversation, 
I think I can come down to, like I said, I was at like a 79. You know, I think I'm down now probably more like about a 77. You know what I mean? Like I'm really close to where you're at because, you know, the points you brought up I think were really good. And, you know, I didn't even think about the, the antagonist, you know, piece being so somewhat of a, you know, somewhat of a, a noticeable, you know, thing where they chose a woman versus a man, um, you know. Another another issue I have is I'm all for introducing lots of different superheroes, mm-hmm. but it seems like they were just throwing them at us. Uh, once they got on the boat, you got the uh, the the ones you were already intro- introduced to that owl guy, the owl looking guy, the uh-huh. um, the one girl. I, I did like the uh, the fan girl of Elastigirl. I guess <laughs> I can't remember her name. Her name is Void. Void, yes, and and she was. Awesome powers. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I really liked her character. Yeah. And then they have a giant brick guy. <laughs> they have uh, a crusher. It seemed kind of redundant. Yeah. Uh, and then they start introducing all these characters from around the globe. I'm like, hold wait, wait, wait. I don't even know what this person does. Exactly. What, what's this old man doing spitting lava or something? <laughs> it, you, you t- you're talking about like probably one of the weirdest characters. That guy was pretty weird. Yeah. This old, <laughs> like, saw him on screen, both Amber and I were like, what can he do? <laughs> yeah, and he just vomits lava. Yeah. yeah. Like, what kind of superpower is that, man? You know. And talk about being destructive. Yeah, <laughs> he's got acid reflux, man. That's his. That's his. That's his old. That's his power as an old man. He's got. He's got really bad acid <laughs> reflux. His his, uh, his arch villain is uh, Alka Seltzer boy. <laughs> <laughs> flop flop fizz fizz. <laughs> oh, what a relief it is! Going <laughs> <laughs> down, old man. <laughs> his superpowers didn't emerge until you turned sixty-five. <laughs> <laughs> then he went to a Mexican restaurant for the first time. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Got the chimichangas and life was it was never the same. So, but uh, yeah, I, I thought uh, I thought that was a good point. We, I mean, we didn't even really get a lot out of the existing heroes, and this is true. And then you they gave a whole us more. family like sitting on the bench. Exactly. Yeah, you can't give us more heroes without taking advantage of the ones you've already got. I think that's a little. And yeah, and more Frozone, definitely, man. You know, he just disapp- he was in the first act and then just disappeared until the very end. They literally they, they literally milked people's love for Samuel L. Jackson to get to promote the movie, and then you get to the movie and you don't get any Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, I, I don't even know how many days he actually recorded. Maybe two. <laughs> That's being generous. That's it. That's it. You know, I. Uh, yeah, I I don't know why I don't know. I mean, I think I think all in all, let me see. Let me. I have something else on my notes here that I think is that is that appropriate. I think that uh, the biggest the biggest gripe I had was that we waited fourteen years for that movie, right. and that's what we got. You know what I mean? Yeah. It it didn't feel it didn't feel anywhere close to justifying making people wait fourteen years for a sequel. Yeah. And and when they they started it so strong, which they started it at the end of of the original, where they're they're suited up, they're ready for action, they're gonna you know take down this uh, the super villain as a family, mm-hmm. as a super powered family. That would if you would have continued that for the rest of the movie, it would have been great. You probably would have gotten an A. 
you didn't. No, no, you're you're absolutely right. If they had just done that, shown how they were working together as a family to solve fr- and to solve problems, was helping out too, that would have been perfect. Exactly. Because I mean, th- it's definitely interesting, especially when they start learning Jack Jack's powers. That throws a whole another element in it. Yep. Yep. How can yeah, we? How can that we? Been a great movie. That's it. How can we use Jack Jack to to accomplish things? And, and you know, maybe Jack Jack gets away from them, and he's you know, unknowingly terrorizing a city or something, you know? Exactly. Exactly. He, he, he you know, changed dimension. So yeah, he, he's hard to track. Yeah. I think, that was, I mean, there's a great story there, but they just, they went another way with it. that I, I thought was not the way to do it. No, I think Jack, Jack, you know, to even to your point, man, I think Jack, Jack, he, he not only stole the movie, but I think his scene where he fought the raccoon, I thought that was mm-hmm. like the best scene that, in the yes. whole movie, you know. <laughs> yeah, that was Im- that was amazing. Yeah. Because he uh, you know, so so for the listeners, when you watch the movie, you kind of see that Jack Jack, you know, he he has an interest in these crime fighting movies on these shows on TV or whatever with his dad, and he basically sees a guy wearing a mask, a, a criminal on the show. <laughs> And then he looks out and he sees a raccoon stealing uh, garbage out of the trash can at their home. So Jack-Jack takes it upon himself to go and stop the raccoon from stealing because he thinks the raccoon is a criminal based on what he saw in the show. And the next you know, the next five minutes of the movie are probably the best five minutes of the movie when he uh, fights the raccoon. So Yeah, it, it, honestly, it's a toss-up between the... the uh, the, the train chase scene or, or, or that one in particular as being the top scene of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you're a fan of, you know, the, the if you're, if you, if you become a fan of Jack Jack, then you're going to love that scene. And, oh, yeah. and then if you, um, if you to but to Tyler's point, maybe for a little bit more of a mature moment in the movie, uh, I will go with the train scene. So, you know, but the, the yeah, it's the, the train scene yeah. by a hair for me too. Cause yeah, Jack Jack, though he he definitely was the the star of the show for, throughout the whole movie. Yeah, I hope they do a sequel with him, man. You know, uh, you know, get it. I, I don't know, man. I, I, but to, now that bring that brings me to the most painful part. I don't know if I want to see another sequel of this. I was just thinking that, man. I, when you mentioned that, I was like, I, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of done with them, you know. Yeah. Because I thought this was going to be amazing, man. It's like the Incredibles, you know, the second Incredibles. Like, man, we've waited. I loved the first one. I was like, man, I can't wait to see the second one, you know. Yeah. So, man, it just did not live up to. It just didn't live up to the up to the to the anticipation and the wait. You yeah, know? like you said, fourteen years of of uh, kind of playing it out in your head, and then you're you're this sits in front of you, and you're like, oh, that's definitely definitely not what I want. No. No. So, you know, um, I don't know. This may be the first movie. I got to be honest. I would tell people not to go see it in the theaters. I think you can wait till it comes out on DVD. I and, definitely or Netflix or wherever it goes. And, yeah. You know, I think Disney's starting their own thing. Yeah. So however they release it in the home market, I would just wait to watch yeah. it then. You I have know. to agree with you. Yeah. So save your money and uh, use your subscription based, whatever service you've got and watch it then if you get, if you, if it comes to one of those. So, yeah. Well, I think that about sums it up then. <laughs> yeah, man. I got choked up there for a second. Uh, you know, Tyler, tell them how to find your podcast, man. 
matinemyths.podbean.com. You can find me there, or you can go over to Facebook at matinemyths, or also Twitter at matinemyths. So, and how are we going to find Mr. Jameson Smallwood in Culture and Conversations? So uh, there's a website, cultureandconversations.com. And just like Tyler mentioned, with all the different avenues, you can find uh, Culture and Conversations on Facebook. You can find Culture and Conversations on Instagram. And you can also send me an email if you want to to the show, cultureandconversations at gmail.com. And uh, also, um, my podcast provider just told me that we should now be on Spotify. So if you have Spotify, iTunes, or Google Play, or you know, you just want to, or some other type of podcast catching device and program, you can listen to the show through that as well. Nice. And I got one of those email things too. It's a matinee miss podcast at gmail.com. Sweet. And I think I can speak for Jameson. We, we definitely like hearing from the listeners. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. We yep. don't know unless you tell us. That's it, man. All feedback is, is appreciated. That's it. And we have fun doing this too. Uh, this is the second installment of Madney Conversations. And, uh, you know, I think it's, I think it's awesome. You know, it's cool actually having a reason to go see movies and, (laughs) you know, we try to get these out pretty quick because we have to give it, I think it's fair that we're giving people about a week to go see it before we actually review it. Unlike, you know, so let us know what you think. If you agree with what we said, that'd be awesome to hear back from you. If you, if you disagree, that'd be awesome too, because that gives us something to talk about, uh, maybe in the next episode of what we're doing. So uh, Tyler, do we want to preview what we're doing next on um, Madden Conversations? Uh, I believe it's close enough where we can go ahead and preview it. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, it's, it's already out now, so uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Okay. and you Go said ahead you, and see it. We're going to review it. That's it. You said you've already seen it, right? No, I haven't. I, I okay. was waiting for you. I want to be a little more fresh. Gotcha, gotcha. So uh, that's going to happen this week. Um, and, and by this week, we mean the next episode of Madden Conversation. So, um, right. we're putting these out probably about once a week, it seems like. So it seems like on a, on a Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. So we will drop this. Uh, I don't know. I guess we're going to drop this pretty soon, depending on, um, what our schedule is. But anyway, we're going to get it out and we want you guys to, you know, let us know what you think about it and go see Jurassic World. We're not plugging it for, you know, for anything, but if you get a chance to see it, I should say, then uh, it'd be cool to have you have you a part of that conversation as well. That's right. So, well, as I would say on culture and conversations, thank you for being part of the conversation. And I'll just say I love you all. I think 75 is uh, a fair score for it. Yeah, we uh, we have just picked back up recording Culture and Conversations uh, and Tyler Shorter of Madnate Conversations. Uh, uh, I'm butchering it. We've just picked just back go up. go ahead and cancel it, man. I'm going to go eat <laughs> myself a sandwich. <laughs> we just said quickly. We just said quickly. We'll throw this in maybe as like some <laughs> like a post-credit scene. Uh, we were just saying that you basically need to go see Incredibles 1 before you go see Incredibles 2 because Incredibles 2 picks up exactly where Incredibles 1 ends and it's been 14 years so you're going to be kind of rusty at what happened unless you're just like an ultra fan of the Incredibles series so 
What's your what's gonna be on your sandwich, Tyler? Uh, it's already made, man. I, I stopped by Subway on the way on the way home. I was like, I'm not eating the sandwich. I'm gonna go ahead and record. Mm-hmm. What's your sandwich, got man? Myself, got myself a tuna. Oh, tuna, strong choice, strong choice. Sub. Cool, cool. Lots cool. of jalapenos. Oh, nice, nice. I uh, I like the uh, the Philly sandwich, the uh, Philly cheese, yeah. steak and cheese sandwich they have there at Subway. That's a good choice. So. Yeah, I I was burnt out with Subway. That was my my go to when I was over the road. Yeah, I probably ate my life supply of Subway. My life fill of Subway. <laughs> I was like, I want something substantial. The wife's out of town, and uh, we we got these uh, pre pre made meals. We're not store bought, but we kind of uh, what meal prepped it. Oh, sweet. And I'm just not feeling it. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, oh, let me get a sub. Cool. Something cold that I can put in the fridge that I can eat whenever we're done. Nice, nice. Well, man, I'm going to let you go, dude, so that you can get to that great tuna sandwich with that extra jalapenos. And, right. uh, yeah, you guys got a little bit of a post-credit you know, filler statement there from uh, from us for Madden Conversation. So be good, I people. I know what sub I'm about to eat. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> with jalapenos. You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I had to milk him to get that uh, sub recipe. He wasn't, he, wasn't, he wasn't giving it up, man. So... Uh, well, pepper jack cheese. Okay. Pepper lettuce, jack. tomato, salt, mm-hmm. and pepper, and one little uh, line of Chipotle uh, Southwest. Yeah, with extra jalapenos. Uh, extra jalapenos, yes. Hmm, that does sound good, man. I'm not even much of a tuna guy at all, but you know, I mean, you get the spice with the tuna. It's it's perfection. Cool, cool, cool. I may give that a shot. Uh, I know what I'm about, later. James. Hey, I know man. what I'm about. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I trust your I do trust your taste buds on food, man. So All right, guys. Peace.